drink already, and then my <laughs> my cat came and licked it. <laughs> Yo, and welcome to High Jinx, the place where we build nothing out of something. I'm Joe, one of two people involved in today's particular show. Joined today by Ezra. Curtis and Eric are on family duty, and that brings me to Ezra. How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Great All to see you, man. First pod of 24. Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Super Bowl week. Super Bowl week. Super Bowl week. Yeah, finally, you know, last weekend was, it's one of those weekends, right, where you're sitting around going, what's going on? <laughs> Is this uh, there's basketball at nine o'clock in the morning there <laughs> <laughs> you're like i guess i'll go for a walk outside or something i don't yeah, know should i play golf <laughs> should i should i actually get something done around the house uh nah, nah. <laughs> i'll just sit here and stare at my phone it'll be cool no i'll, uh, I'll watch basketball at nine o'clock in the morning and golf at the same time <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah why not uh but yeah it's like the brings me to my first thing i want to talk we'll, we'll talk about super bowl we're gonna talk about super bowl today we're gonna talk about some prop bets uh we'll talk about maybe andy reed and a little mount rushmore on coaches perhaps on the line and uh then we'll, we'll also talk about some nba trade deadlines the joel Embiid injury fallout and some of that stuff but uh, i want to start with this concept for anybody that is thinking about starting a podcast and has family obligations and things like this. And I just want to start with this first rule of, of uh, podcasting. And that would be, don't do it. Don't do it. If you're, if you're putting stress on your significant other by appearing on a podcast, don't do it. Not worth it. Go home, turn away, turn around. It's not worth it. And, and in fact, if things are getting a little stale in the after hours department, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, a long relationship, these things happen. You might whisper a sweet nothing to your significant other. Something like, I promise I won't start a podcast. <laughs> and I'm just instant, you know, rocket trajectory on the, you know, enticing scale. <laughs> that is true. Do you have, do you have a lot of requirements outside of, you know, outside of your, don't do a podcast. No, don't, no, it's not worth it. Don't worry. However, if you like to hang out with your friends, you know, kick back, have a beverage or two, you know, have some fun with yeah. it. You got a little, you got a little extra time in that week, then totally do it. It's an excellent time to spend time with friends. But if your significant other is, is sitting there and being like, freaking hate this podcast, then it's not worth it. Just don't do it. Okay. I'm proud. I promise you it's not worth it. So, yeah, uh, you're, you're, you're. <laughs> Poking a bear, you don't need to fight. About. Yes, yes. Don't don't open the front door to let the bear in when you're in uh, Lake Tahoe, California. Take it from us. Uh, so I I'm not exactly sure if that's what uh, you, you know what's going on with with our fellow today, but I, I hope that it's uh, you know it, it, I was just say if there's any any inclination that maybe I shouldn't do this, then you definitely should not do this uh it is family time it's super bowl and i think super bowl i think family you know growing up it was definitely a big occasion for my dad and i at least and my mom of course would watch too uh was this like a big deal for you growing up your family would that be no we were the pretty much the exact opposite tv sports was never big and so that's why the Super Bowl always did kind of stick out because there were, I remember, especially being really young, you know, there's a few years that we actually went somewhere for a Super Bowl party where it was like, oh, 
why are we going to go watch a football game? Nah, it's so that's that's the question: Is the Super Bowl there for the game, or is it there for the party? And, you know, it's funny you talk about it being a big deal in your family. It's like now I'll go to a Super Bowl party and stay there longer than I will for Christmas at my own family. <laughs> Christmas, you're like looking at the clock. You're like, man, I got it. Yeah, gotta, man, get in, get the presents, you know, grab a quick slice of pie, maybe, a, you know, maybe have an eggnog and, you know, find a way to casually Irish goodbye it, you know? <laughs> but while no one notices uh, in between <laughs> courses, the the Super Bowl, you'll, the party, you'll show up early. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you'll stay late. I mean, I'll uh, smoke a brisket, you know, I'll, I'll start, thir- you know, it starts Thursday. You know, you start prepping stuff up on Thursday. You know, you got the brisket in Saturday morning. You're cooking all day Saturday, watching old Super Bowls. You know, and then the hype train begins. And, you know, being from the West Coast, that game doesn't kick off until 7, 8 o'clock. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I see so what you're saying. Right. Yeah. You know, that... <laughs> that's a long day, man. <laughs> the, the food is key. The food is key. So you're going brisket. I mean, obviously, that's your Ezra is a brisket connoisseur. Yeah, that's that's kind of the go-to for the Super Bowl party because you know tradi- I pretty much always do the potluck kind of parties, right? You show up, everybody shows up with something, yeah, and that's kind of the jam. And usually it's hosted by somebody with some some type of tie to that team. Those are usually the better ones, right? You end up with one of those ag- agnostic crowds where nobody really cares one way or the other about the actual game. It's a little bit of a different Super Bowl party than if you have some people that are, you know, emotionally invested in the game, which would have made a Detroit Super Bowl incredible because you'd have these people experiencing something for the first time ever. Yeah. Uh, well, you almost had. Oh, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. But if you are agnostic about the game and you're maybe neither team, you know, that maybe you don't care, this is where betting comes in and sports betting. <laughs> right. And the Super Bowl, importantly, was my introduction to sports betting and <laughs> through squares, which I feel is like oh, the, yeah. the gateway bet for, you know, kids everywhere because you don't have to know what you're doing. My dad, I remember he was like, hey, here's, you know, two bucks, you know, pick a square or something like that. And I got yeah. two and nine, you know, like did some terrible, like, oh, yeah. some terrible. And I'm like just sitting there. I'm like seven years old. And I'm like, come on, let's come on, give me a 12 to nine score. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I'm rooting for like Boomer Esiason, uh to, uh, you know, get a two point uh, safety, you know, so it's like some yeah. very impossible type of thing to do. So, yeah, but I didn't care. The 50 50 raffle, right? How many how many degenerate gamblers have those things created? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and, and it is good for parties if you just get because. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's great. Think you about it. Dollar, two bucks. Yeah. A little something to root for things like that. So Super Bowl is a cool time and we would we would sometimes go to someone else's house. But my dad likes to watch the game. Like even now, he'll he'll turn down. So, hey, we're having a Super Bowl party. He's like, I'm watching the game. Like he really wants to watch these games. <laughs> I'm at the point that yeah. used to you be guys can have your party. I'm going to watch the game. He's like, I'll come to your house next week. He's like, I, he's like, I know if I go there, no one's going to actually watch the game. I'm going to be sitting in front of TV. I'm not going to pay attention. <laughs> I'm at the point now, unless it's the Eagles, basically. Maybe there's another team, but unless it's the Eagles, I'm I'll, whatever. I'll watch the highlights. I'm not assuming to be able to even catch most of the game. I'm like, this is a social event. Yeah, I'm even. I'm gonna go see Eric, so I'm driving down uh, to Austin. I'm gonna go see Eric and them for the Super Bowl. 
and uh, hopefully I'll see you in person for our fancy baseball draft. <laughs> Not yeah. too far, in yeah, that sense, but well. anyway, it is kind of just like a family time to, to do it. It's nice to get together. I usually go nachos if I had to pick my favorite food, but I could have brisket on the nachos. Yes. Brisket nachos are a real solid move, you Ooh, know, that and is... there's, there's nothing. So let's talk about that. Super Bowl table etiquette, right? Mm, is there okay. yeah. like, yeah. is there a prescribed, like, do you do the cafeteria style? You take a little bit of everything. Do you go with the, you know, graze for a minute, find your favorite and just kind of keep going back to the wings or whatever. <laughs> You do the giant pile, like the Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving pile, right? Where you just kind of lump everything in the plate and just start digging. I that's a great question. I don't do the Thanksgiving route because it is a three to four hour event. And I'm hoping to be eating the entire time. I'm I'm hoping to have like I, I prefer to do a workout in the morning so that I'm extra hungry. You know, maybe have like a light breakfast. I kind of do the same approach as Thanksgiving. But then I need to space it out. Whereas Thanksgiving, have, I know like I've got... It's like an endurance run, right? It's like an endurance run at that point. It's a marathon versus sprint. Because in Thanksgiving, I am going for speed. Because I'm yeah. like, I've got 20 minutes before I realize I'm full to eat as much as possible <laughs> until <laughs> my brain says the signal, hey, dummy, stop eating. You're way full. You've got like 20 minutes before that signal gets sent. So yeah. you can just you as can just much food as possible. So that's my Thanksgiving strategy. My Super Bowl strategy is definitely a little bit more, you know, lean in a little bit, get a little something going, things like this. Social etiquette wise, if you don't want people to realize that you're eating most of the food, which maybe you've been in a situation like this, oh, yeah. uh, I recommend starting slow yep. because people really will remember like if you eat all too much food in the beginning. Because, yep. you know, but if everyone's kind of already eaten, then you can be going for seconds and thirds. Wow. Yeah, and then somebody pops up and they're, oh man, the pizza rolls are gone. And yeah, there's so many when we started, but everyone yeah. did get a full chance at them. Yeah, and then you're down there cracking your 75th, you know, <laughs> just pounding. <laughs> you're like, oh. So uh, that, you know, I'm, I'll bad like if there's like rolls or cookies or something like this, That that's like there's no number to those things. Right. Uh, it's right. just a... Uh, volume mass situation <laughs> so i just find that, that's the that's the safe play of the veggies with ranch dip that somebody always brings right the little plastic tray love that one you know, that's like a middle second quarter before halftime you know like all right hold up we, the drinks haven't kicked in yet yeah, you're still willing you know, to eat the vegetables you're probably on beer six <laughs> you packed in about three thousand calories and more sodium and fat than you took in all week and you're like you know what let me mix in some veggies here for a little while, kind of cruise through, grab a drink for the halftime show, maybe a snack and a halftime. And then the third quarter is like, that's when the snacking level gets real, right? That's where you separate out. Halftime <laughs> yeah. show over. That's amateurs, okay. professionals right here. This yeah, is where, yeah. who who this is, is just done at halftime? Yeah, and this is where the nachos are getting a little cold, right? The cheese might be mm. congealing a touch. So you got to get creative, true. right? This is where... You know, you come up with the, you know, there's extra wings, shred the wings up a little bit, build your own little nacho plate. Nobody notices when you're over there cruising on the side, but you've swept up about half of the table onto your plate. <laughs> Call it nachos, right? So third quarter is also really the last drinking quarter, you know, for the, for the most part, right? It's yeah, kind of, kind of well, a real game. it definitely should be, right? It should be your, you know. Yeah, my, my personal recommendation, if you're wanting to partake in that, would be go hard pretty early. 
start putting into cruise control around halftime. Yeah. And then, and then you're just kind of coasting from there because yeah. then by the end of the game, you're in a good mental state, everything, you know, still get a lift. Yeah, you're not, you're not hammered, you know, hopefully, yeah. you, hopefully you, you haven't hit too many or too few bets at that point. Yeah. yeah. I still don't drive home or anything, but, <laughs> but you, you, when you get into the lift, you'll still get five stars because you won't be some slobber. <laughs> you won't be But third quarter is also where you might go with like a uh, sonic hard seltzer. Yeah. You know, you're like starting to get funky with it. You started with whiskey, you went yeah. to beer. Now you're like a, it's a third quarter. You're like trying something that's in the fridge. Yeah, somebody cracks out some Southern comfort or something. Like, what is <laughs> Yeah. what is this all right yeah it was the third quarter is like your last chance to try something new yeah. for the day in, in that sense and then you know hopefully it's a good game so that that's the food stuff i think i'm looking forward to it i think it's gonna be fun I, but it is more social event for me at this point in my life but if the eagles are playing which is my team then i'm going to be probably in a bunker by myself <laughs> maybe one other person but the emotions are going to be so raw. Yeah. The cell phones, the cell phones in another room, you know, <laughs> I, I can't, I can't, the, it's going to be so unfiltered, you know, it's going to be irrational and unfiltered. And I just need to be able to be very primal with my emotions in this vulnerable time of watching your team uh, try to go to Super Bowl ring. So, you know, that, that it's always, it's always pretty fun. Sorry. So let's talk about these teams. Do you have a lot of excitement level? For you know, San Francisco, Kansas City. I to be truth, I was rooting for Detroit and Baltimore. So when both those teams lost, it was a little bit like, all right, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I I do I do like the Niners. Uh, you know, I think everybody's got a little bit of Chiefs fatigue, right? Where we've kind of been getting the Chiefs pounded in our face for the last couple years, and then five, six the years level. Now, yeah. To a new level this year with the Taylor Swift thing and like, you know, I mean, granted, you know, the Chiefs, it's really interesting because for them to be in the Super Bowl, they also played in the only division that they were the only team over 500. Every other division, they're not, had they not won the division, they wouldn't have even made the playoffs. They were right. not. They were not great this year. They no, really were not. Great their this defense. Year. Their defense is solid. It's not a very fun game to watch, right? It's kind of a weirdly. The Chiefs are not a f- super fun team yeah. this year. No, the playoffs have been a little better. I feel like Travis Kelsey has stepped it up, and they've. But Mahomes is under 262 passing yards every playoff game so far. Just to show, yeah. this isn't some highlight reel sizzling action. No, greatest show on turf thing. This is no. good defense, smart quarterback play. You know. Yeah, I mean, I think that that line at two might be good enough for the over under for both of those teams. I mean, we could we could be in for a really boring Super Bowl. It, well, the big question is essentially: Is San Francisco's defense going to show up? Because they're right. not the same. They have not been the same for really like six, eight weeks now. Yeah. And they got blown out. Their doors got knocked off by Baltimore on Christmas. And now, like, since then, their defense really has not been that great. Honestly, San Francisco did not dominate Green Bay. Nope. (laughs) Did not dominate Detroit. I mean, I kind of think Detroit blew it 
uh, you know, they, they, that's a four quarter game, oh, but I mean, Detroit yeah. had it. I mean, they had them on the ropes and couldn't quite knock them out. They, they, that game was the definition of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. I mean, that was, it, yeah, that was, that was a combination of poor execution and poor planning. It was, it was so bad. I mean, so I was rooting for Detroit. I mean, who wasn't yeah. rooting for Detroit? Oh, that would have been, could you imagine the Dan Campbell Super Bowl hype week press conferences? I mean, just so fun. Oh and, yeah. And and the people of Detroit deserve a winner. Like I'm, I want this for them. I, I'm like, yes, let's I know. see this. You have been saddled with the Tigers, the Pistons, the Lions, the <laughs> I mean, yeah, the Red Wings have a storied history. So, yeah, not a lot of it recent. Not a lot of it recently. Yeah, there's it's a little bit like uh the Dallas sports scene yeah. in some ways in that sense. But I mean, just would have been so fun. They're such an upstart team. Yeah. Now, is it a good season for Detroit? They made it to the NFC Championship game. That's inarguably a good season. Yeah, for a younger team, younger head coach. You know that that's Campbell's second second year. No, third, at third least year. at least third year. Third year. So his for his team to get there in the third year with you know a pretty young, kind of talented roster. Um, you know they look pretty solid. It's like I would consider that now. Obviously, Green Bay showed up, and now that NFC you know the NFC Central there is is going to be. Uh, that's gonna be fun. Or and I would just more. caution. I mean, the Detroit was a good, very good team this year. Yeah, you know, very good. I'm just using. I mean, just has anything to say? Great. They were they're a very good team. I'm I'm yeah. just reserving that great. But look at Philadelphia last year. Great team. Great regular season. Made it to the Super Bowl. Lost. Did not look the same this next year. No, no. And they were a like, great team. Detroit yeah. was a very good team. So I don't want to. I just I don't make the mistake of assuming Green Bay is coming back next year. I mean, this was an awesome chance for them. They had it. <laughs> they yeah. had it. And sometimes when you miss it, especially in the NFL. Yeah, that you never know. That could be your one. That was your one shot. You know, you miss it your first year, second year. You're like, all right, there's next year. We're coming back. Right. In, in the NBA, that's though. totally true. In yeah. the NBA, you win one yeah. round, then you win two rounds, then you win three rounds. You know, now you're on a title. But in the NFL, you just kind of got to get hot for yeah. four weeks. <laughs> Everything goes your way. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, you know, it, it happened, right? It's happened, but it would been it would have been fun. It would have been really fun to see Detroit run. I'm 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 excited for this game. There's some players I do want to watch. I mean, these are probably the two best teams. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. I think it's kind of I think it's it's a fair assessment of I think Baltimore season long was the better team. I mean, but, they blew like, it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they, I mean, they, they came really out so flat. They really just didn't show up. So, you know, I think I kind of feel like of the two teams, these are the two that are going to give us the best Super Bowl out there. Or out of all the teams, these two are going to give us the best Super Bowl out there. And it might be 21-17. Yeah, it, that's kind of what I'm thinking. It could even be, you know, it could even be a 17-14, you know, could be a I'm thinking 21-17, that's probably a Probably a safe, safe territory. Over under is 47 and a half. Yeah. Which is so like average. Yeah. Uh, you know, kind of average over under 24, 23, uh, you yeah. know, so, something like that. Something. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be a pretty, I think it's going to be a pretty tight game. Um, it'll be fun. 
you know, there's some good, obviously some great talent with an extra week of rest, extra week of planning, really good. This is one where we don't have to question either coach, right? You don't uh, look at Shanahan in big games. He, he really could use for his legacy. I mean, so let's talk he about coaching this. legacy. Yeah, Andy Reid going for his third Super Bowl. Yep. Shanahan trying to get number one. And now they've come close several times. He's even the offensive coordinator for Atlanta when yeah. Atlanta had that 28 to 3 lead on Brady. 28 to what was it again? 28 to 3? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Like, yeah, it was 28 3. It was 28 3 and, half, and, 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 it and was... Brady came back and won 31. Yeah. Uh, so he was the OC for that, which is, hey, great job getting a 28-point lead in the Super Bowl. What happened? So from that perspective, but he's obviously a very good coach. I mean, they're yeah. they're always in it. They're right there. But Reed is is knocking on the door of – I would ha- – I would. You could argue I'll take Andy Reed. I'll, like, I'm picking his coach from scratch. I'll take Andy Reed. Like, if he gets three Super Bowls – you would have a hard That's time. Really... You would have a hard time talking me out of Andy Reid, even with two Super Bowls, right? So with three of them, yeah. I mean, that's you know, you're that's one of those things, and to have the success that he's had at multiple at every stop. That's the other thing. Two locations, yeah. both kind of dominant runs. Yeah, and pretty lengthy. They were three, four year runs. I mean. 14 years in Philly and like yeah. 10 years now in KC, something like this. Yeah, I mean, it's because some of the great coaches from the years past, if you threw them in today's game, I doubt they adapt. Um, I mean, hell, even look at Belichick, who everybody considers, oh, the greatest of all time. The game passed him by. Yeah, I, I do not consider Belichick the greatest of all time. <laughs> no, no, neither do I. I consider uh, Brady the greatest of all time. So I am yeah. in the... the was it? Is it the... Chicken or the egg camp? Here. No, obviously they worked well together, and Belichick yeah. is a very good coach. But I, I'm definitely in the Brady's the special sauce there. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah there's know. that that really got highlighted when he turned around and won it in Tampa. So <laughs> just right away, <laughs> yeah, right away. I mean, that was one of the all time scoreboards. Uh, yeah. I do kind of hope Belichick. I mean, he's kind of a a miserable, you know. Yeah, that, that broadcasting that, gig is going to be a weird one. Is he? Is that what he's doing? But I kind of hope yeah. he gets another coaching job. I, I would like to see it. It's yeah. it's a little weird he didn't land anywhere, but I kind of get it. He's seventy one. I, I, I mean, kind of get it, but he's it's, been he's been coaching for fifty years. It's going to be weird. I I I do like to, you know, <laughs> I don't want to say root against Belichick. I guess, but I mean, you know, I kind of enjoy. He's kind of like the Yankees or something. I kind of yeah. enjoy when like the evil you know, empire is is he, he on the up, field. I can root against them. Yeah, and he played up that persona too, right? The hoodie, the the gruff media conferences, the you know, he did the dark overlord thing, and so now it's you know the piper is here. It's time to pay him. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> I mean, the I don't like the media. The, the treating the media like jerks. I, I don't appreciate that personally. I, I get it. You're like, uh, you know, we're just looking forward to next week, whatever. I mean, come on. This is people trying to do their jobs. Like, yeah, I mean, we don't need, we don't all need the Mike Gundy rant, right? Had to work that one in. <laughs> although, although, hey, I mean, sure. That'd be great. That'd, that'd be excellent. But, but yeah. no, I mean, we, we don't need, I, I, yeah, I'm fine with cliches. Even yeah. like I, you know, it's like yeah, just, just give, give me something. give me the run of the bill. You know, we we went out there, we we had a plan, we thought it was going to work. You know, it, it, you know, made some adjustments at halftime. 
saw some some growth on it, but you know, a little too late. Unfortunately, you know, that's a game. These are all professionals. You 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 do the you do the thing, right? The that's in the middle for me. Like that's fine. Yeah. That's and if you say in like a a cool intonation with your voice yeah, or something. You know, you can even be down. You can be kind of deadpan. You can be like, hey, you know, this is what it is, you know. But uh, yeah, just to give like one know. word. Haven't thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll see next week. Yeah, I mean, even even Marshawn Lynch. I'll just hear so y'all don't find me. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I would love that. That's great. Uh, man, Money Lynch. He's he has like an acting career. You know, that guy. He's probably. You know the the greatest thing ever would be is if somebody put him on a on a pregame show. That's what we. I would actually tune in. The world needs. I, I would tune in for that. I'm not tuning in yeah. for a, a regular. No pregame pregame show. No, they I, need they need they need they need Money Lynch and and Crash Sherman out there. Just. <laughs> I mean, I'm in. I'm in on that. I'm watching that. I'm watching that yeah. show. Yeah. Maybe a Reba McIntyre, Marshawn Lynch, pregame show. Can we get this? Can we? Can we get this? Can we going? get Snoop and Martha in on this? Come on. <laughs> yeah, we'll have Snoop and Martha throw it <laughs> to Reba and Marshawn uh, in the booth. All right, let's. I'm uh, all the way in. We let's take a quick break. We gotta call his people. We gotta call his people. Let's make this happen. Whatever strings yeah. that we have, let's pull them all at the same time. All right, quick. We'll take a quick break to hear a word for today's sponsor. We'll get back to you with some bets after that. Today's show is brought to you by Steffi B's Magic IVs. It's Super Bowl week, and that means that you are ready to live it up and party with your friends. But sometimes partying like it's 1999 can make it feel like you are 99. That's where Steffi B's Magic IVs comes in. Steffi B is a registered nurse with years of experience, years as in multiple. And now she is taking her show on the road. Steffi B's Magic IVs is a traveling IV setup. Have the ultimate Super Bowl party at your place by including complimentary IV bags for all of your guests who may have gone too hard too fast with the daphnibility of a Nick Bosa spin move. Steffi B and her esteemed team of elite travel nurses brings the IV to your house, apartment, or abode, and within minutes, your dehydrated guests will be ready to bounce back like Patrick Mahomes after a high ankle sprain personal foul penalty. Get hydrated, get energized, get revitalized, and recovered. Stop letting dehydrated guests ruin your Super Bowl party. Instead, make this Super Bowl party one for the ages with mobile intravenous bags brought to you by the most trusted name in traveling IVs. Check out Steffi B's Magic IVs and never feel anything but power during a Super Bowl watch party ever again. Check them out today. Steffi B's Magic IVs. When Uncle Mike's hangover sandwich isn't going to hit the spot. These bets are so Bring on the bets. All right, here's what, here's what we came here for. How long is the National Anthem going to be? Okay, is there an over-under? Well, no, so here's the deal. Two minutes, right? Yeah, so normal normal over-unders are just a hair over two minutes. Uh, with all the now, realize this is the first Super Bowl that we have 32 states with some form of reg regulated and legalized gambling. Mm. So there's bound to be more money bet on this Super Bowl than's ever changed hands on a single sporting event before 
32 out of 50, that feels like a tipping point. Like we're so yeah. close to two thirds. I mean, right? That's, we're so close. Yeah. I remember constitutional amendments are two thirds, right? So. <laughs> yeah. Once we hit two thirds, it just goes all 50 states go legal, I think. I, I, yeah. That, I that's think pretty that's much how it works. Instead of having to drive to the closest cell tower to Louisiana. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what? So. What do we have okay. a length on so, this? Like two so minutes? what they the way they got around the regulations because anything that they could set that an insider could possibly know, color of the Gatorade, etc. Mm. None of the U.S. sports books can take a bet on that. But what they can do is do a comparative over under, so they can bet against Whoa. whether or not Reba's anthem is going to be longer or shorter than the longest scoring drive and the the shortest scoring drive. Sorry, yeah, then the shortest. Okay, scoring. okay. So the fastest yeah. scoring drive. Will it be faster than oh, Reba's anthem? I gotta tell you, I kind of like this. This is fun. Yeah. So think about it. What could happen? Kickoff return, punt return, boom, seconds. Never never being touched again. Long pass play, free return for touchdown. I, right. I kind of like the give me the Reba will be longer than the shortest scoring drive because it's going to be like two-ish minutes yeah just you just see one however we did preface this by saying we're expecting a defensive game yeah. so, <laughs> so but it, i just feel like it, it could it, happen a, you see one big square... play and i'd rather root for that i'd rather root for yeah. some crazy 75 yard pass right Nayuk. and and you it keeps the the anthem because the national anthem bet traditionally was you had the you know, you have the anthem bet, you get the coin flip bet, and then there's first, you know, you got your kickoff bet. Is it touchback or not? First person to score. And then it gets a little dry after that, right? There's no real single prop. Keeps the anthem bet floating out there the whole game. That is, this is, this is so smart. <laughs> I am, I am in on this. Good find. Good find. And, and I think our official bet, if you're, if you're willing to do this, I, I would say let's go for the, it'll be longer than the shortest scoring drive because that's going to be more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And she could very well throw out a world record four minute <laughs> anthem too. Oh, yeah. They were already, they're already talking about the line. I think the line on the offshore sports books that actually have a time on it is up to two thirty. Say. Yeah. And they're like, I don't know if that, I think it opened at two thirteen. Jump 17. So that's a pretty substantial move on a line like that. Oh, I, I feel like someone's watching some rehearsals here. Yeah. Especially because often it's not actually live, right? Because yeah. it actually is pre-recorded somewhere a, a yeah. lot of times. Just for just for because it's so hard to get a, a good quality mic. Good sound quality. And yeah, they so they there are reasons for that. It's yeah, a live recording. It. Yeah. That was done oftentimes. Now I don't know what she's gonna do. I think like when Winnie Houston did it, it was live on the field. Yeah, that the was greatest. Was- Greatest one of all. Greatest time. anthem of all time. Yeah. yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's not, there's um, not even a conversation. I mean, there's there's that one, and then there's and then the there's a bunch of other ones. You don't remember any like if you ask me to name a national anthem, right? You've the got, Whitney Houston one. Yeah, you got the Whitney Houston national anthem. You got the <laughs> anthem before the the Yankees Mets game in 01. Mm, that was a. That was I don't. I forget. That was done by like the the firefighter corps or something. It was. That was a good one. Yeah, but that was more the the scene. That was the they, emotional context of it. Right, but aliens so, come down and they say, "Hey, let's see your greatest anthem of all time." And everyone, boom. everyone <laughs> just is like, "Here's the Whitney Houston tape." <laughs> so speaking of aliens, 
We have the octopus bet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this is a relative newcomer. Two great teams for this bet. It's a plus eleven hundred bet that some that some player will hit the octopus, and that means that they score a touchdown and the ensuing two point conversion. Oh, oh, it's called the octopus. Yeah, I, that is fun. Okay, so, so think about hypothetically, it, you've, got, you've got Debo, CMC, Travis Kelsey. Kelsey. Uh, Rasheed Rice, he's yeah. a sneaky two-pointer. You don't uh, have to pick someone in particular. You just say someone gets it. Someone hits the octopus. 11 to 1. 11 to 1. I feel like that's not good enough odds. It seems more rare than that. It's, it's, it's so very, fun. So there were 23 of them last year. Okay. All of last year. Yeah. Like uh, over, you know, how many – 225 games or, or something yeah. in the NFL. Including, no, two plus preseason and all playoff games. There have been 23. So, <laughs> okay. yeah. So pretty rare. Yeah. However, so pretty rare. Pretty fun. Plus 1,100, it's fun odds to have to root for something like that. Christian McCaffrey uh, seems. Yeah. If I can Debo, only pick one. Debo's another yeah, one. Yeah, Debo. Travis you know, Kelsey. There's a lot of guys. You could be even in the mix. Purdy could be in the mix. You know. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of that one. So that's a fun bet I was looking at. And then here was a crazy one. The scoregami. Which the is scoregami. tell tell us what scoregami is. Yeah, so the scoregami is you're betting that the final score of the game will be a final score that's never happened in the NFL. It's crazy that these are still occurring sometimes. Yes. And they happen all the time. There's a so Currently, there's been a there's been a roughly a thousand different final scores in the NFL. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> but as recently as Baltimore icing the number one pick, that fifty six to nineteen win was a score gami game. Fifty six to nineteen had never happened before in the NFL. Okay, so fifty six to nineteen. So I'm trying to find out, like. I need a list. Like how likely like 36 to 26. So Does that it, ever happen? You know, it generally speaking, you're going to be looking for games that go over 65 total. Okay. Because that's less likely. Yeah. Um, more than 20 point swings between winning and losing teams. Probably ending in a five or a nine or an eight. Fives, nines, eights, and twos. But it happens a lot. I mean, it's not. Yeah, there's actually a surprising. If you look at the total number of score combinations, even if you just use 100, you know, 100 to zero being the absolute maximum. The number of score combinations that are, is in the thousands, right? So we've only barely touched the surface of it. 25 to one on a scoregami game. When you don't really care about either team or the spread and you're just rooting for a weird score. That's a fun one. That's a fun one. All right, so the octopus, <laughs> eleven to one, <laughs> scoregami, the twenty-five to one. Uh, if that's too crazy for you, you got you got the stuff like Mahomes rushing yards, twenty-five and a half. I feel like he always takes off in the Super Bowl. He he definitely uses his legs more. The Chiefs team is really showing us like that they have actually figured out how to save their their gas for the end. Yeah, season. their gas. Travis Kelsey looks bit. totally different than he did. The regular season. So that also does kind of time out with when word begin to leak that this is likely his final season. I kind of think him and Jason, his brother, 
could be retiring together. And honestly, yeah. I if, if I was a NFL player, I think you should probably retire kind of early. I mean, if you're getting hit a lot like yeah. that, I mean, you're playing tight end in the NFL, you're taking a beating. I mean, a beating. Yeah, quarterbacks, I kind of understand, but offensive linemen, like, man. Oh, God. I, I feel like he might be better. And Jason, you're getting in a car there. crash 60 times a day. <laughs> yeah, Jason's been upfront about that where he's saying, yeah, yeah I, I do think about the long term health. Yeah, he's got three kids all under eight or whatever. I mean, come on. You want to be able to. Yeah. So I think when that word began to leak, he kind of like, all right, if this is it, this is going to be it. We're going to ride out. And because he stepped up, so he's really been going for it. Yeah, I don't, you know, obviously people can feel about how this how they want, but I I am actually I've the tide has turned. I am super in on the Taylor stuff now. Like I I want to see more of it. I I want like I'm they've trained me to like want to see it. I'm like yeah, I want to see the reaction. I'm like the Pavlovian response. (laughs) Travis Kelsey does something. I'm like show Taylor. It's totally worked. I want to see it, and of course there's this intelligent discourse going around like people who have a major problem like if you liked the jason jason kelsey his brother if you like the jason kelsey shots where he's celebrating in the luxury box but you didn't like the taylor shots you've got a problem problem (laughs) you're the problem which sounds like a taylor swift uh, line like you're you're the problem okay you're the problem Uh, (laughs) yeah if you're if you're wearing another team's gear while actively playing in that same league Right now, granted, it's your brother, so you're wearing his, his team's gear, shirtless, slamming beers, <laughs> jumping around in the stands, you know. and you're like, "That's amazing!" And then Taylor's yeah. celebrating with her friend. You're like, "I can't, yeah. I can't." Stand oh, I can't this. believe she had a custom jersey made. God, no. Yeah, yeah that you are the problem officially. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening, please. <laughs> now I couldn't. I could not find. So I want. I want to see more. I, I want to see like triple yeah. the Taylor coverage. She's one of the most famous people in the entire world. I mean, it's it makes sense that they'd be showing. Well, and I wanted to see the prop bet for this, and it would be the full on play out of everybody saying, "Ha! Oh, I told you so." It's just the fix was in. The prop bet on Taylor getting on stage with Usher during the halftime show. Oh wow! Um, halftime no, show no. bet. By the way, eight over over under eight and a half songs. Yeah. If you're wanting to get a little frisky. To, with a wager during the halftime show, I'm eight going over. Half. Let's see some more tunes. Uh, eight and a half how, is so how, many. Eight and a half is a lot of songs in man. 12 I mean, minutes or something. I, they just really run through them. Well, uh, but does that include like if he does like you know how Eminem did kind of the montage song where that, it, was, like, it definitely includes songs, that, yeah. rap? Yeah, so I can see Usher kind of dumping one album into a song, you know, turning Love in This Club into like six songs at the same time. Yeah, uh, you know the yeah song is like minus yeah. hundred thousand. I mean, like oh yeah, going, that, they're going to play that one. It's, that is that is probably that's got to be what he opens. Right? That is, I think it's it's also the favorite for opening song. Yeah, yeah. it has to be. Uh, which they, sometimes they fool us on the opener, but it, it's coming yeah. out for sure. I, yeah, I mean, you that that is definitely definitely happening. Yeah, but if you could if you could throw like a prop modifier on that bet, like you know eight and a half and then tease it with a t-swift compilation at like 90 to one <laughs> i mean of course taylor also just swept the grammys i mean it's not swept but i mean like major yeah. huge night at the grammys so it's we're probably peak this is probably the peak i mean it can't it, it, it there can't it, right it can't can it <laughs> i'm telling you maybe it can I mean, maybe it's another you, level she shows up on the stage at halftime uh, it's, it's gonna be that's going to be crazy. Okay, but so you got the halftime bets, 
You could do just the Mahomes over under one and a half passing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. The, the the MVP or which winning quarterback, you know. And so MVP, Mahomes plus 125, plus 125, Purdy plus 200. Yeah. CMC plus 450 is kind of fun. He's the only other person under 1,700. Uh, Travis Kelsey, right? Isn't he in that? 1,700. 1,700 now. Okay, so, man. But what if he has like three touchdowns? I guess the right. Mahomes also has three touchdowns? Yeah, so it becomes a Patrick Mahomes show, right? So, so Kelsey, I kind of like that The only way though. I see it. The only way I see it is if CMC has an like some ridiculous, you know, runs for 100, catches eight balls for 95, three touchdowns, throws I mean, a touchdown. Pass. I would bet CMC before I bet Purdy, I think. Yeah. Well, Purdy is awfully close. So a field bet in this case would be if you had the ability to bet this. And I really wish they had this. This is an option where you could pick either quarterback or bet the field. Anybody but the quarterback. And that would be defensive player. Yeah, it could be anything, right? Anything. That bet, that bet with a favorite at plus one twenty five would be about a plus two seventy five bet, and Purdy's plus two hundred. So he's oddly close to what a field bet would be. Hmm. Nick so, Bosa with like four sacks yeah, and a, some, a touchdown. Yeah, I mean it could happen. Basically, if you have a weird game, like maybe it's seventeen to. 11. 17 to 13 and there's a defensive touchdown in there or right something, and that you know, wins like, the game like maybe they're yeah. down 11 to 10 and then they get the you know defensive touchdown or something like this yeah i mean it's yeah not, you can see something crazy happening right it's not so, so crazy it would, like kelsey it would could do it if he does one of those laterals or something that yeah. swings the game i think if you do have a low scoring game that really opens up the mvp right to someone having some random play that seems like it made all the difference. If it is 34, 31, then the quarterbacks are going to just put up enough numbers yeah. to where people are going to. Yeah. But you get, you get something crazy. You could have that Malcolm Butler moment and everybody goes, that was it. That was the game. You know, there's all right. So <laughs> before we go to crystal ball, what is your official pick for the game? The line is San Francisco minus two. Chiefs I'm going, I'm two. going, I'm going San Francisco minus two. Okay. You, San Francisco you, minus two and, and the under. I think their defense shows up. I'm going Chiefs plus two. I think this Chiefs as the underdog thing is – Yeah, they, they got the nobody believes in us factor. <laughs> Which is like, how can no one believe in you? You win every year. This is so absurd. Yeah, you but literally – you you have the trophy still. I'd <laughs> rather go in as a two-point underdog. There just is something about it. You wake – you go to sleep with an edge. You wake up yeah. like, yeah, I'm going to – I can't – you know, it. that stuff does work psychologically. Yeah, and you can still lose a one-point game, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they don't have to win. Uh, I, I do think Reed with the three Super Bowls is a fun story to watch. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, if he wins, his dad won a Super Bowl. Ed McCaffrey. That would be, yeah. be wild to have a father-son. Uh, yeah, wait, that would take some research. How many father-son combinations have? I, I have the answer. You want to you wanna yeah. guess? Oh, was it, would there be two? Six. Six? Yeah, they would be six. So there's been five. Okay. Yeah, don't ask me who those five are. But I did read that there's been five. That they oh, I'm trying to think of who it would be. It'd have to be a lot of old. Oh, that's interesting. No, nobody knows. There's no way to find out. Unfortunately, you'd have to go to like the uh, NFL encyclopedia. But 
Yeah, you'd have to really do some digging. <laughs> um, and the Super Bowl is in Vegas, which is kind of fun uh, for oh, celebrating man. and the team who wins like or bad. loses. The team who wins or loses could. Bad idea. <laughs> God, uh, San Francisco's like... already upset with the field conditions, which is kind of an interesting storyline. Uh, Chiefs won the Super Bowl last year in terrible field conditions. Yeah, uh, It wasn't raining or anything. It's just there was a terribly put together soggy field that they didn't get enough sunlight on or something like this Mahomes storyline and and Andy Reid together essentially going for number three they also have a Super Bowl loss on the record so this will be their fourth Super Bowl together there is their fourth Super Bowl they're going for win number three that would be historic uh, in in that sense it it also puts Mahomes way ahead of just about any pace for any quarterback ever and any contemporary, and it, yeah. it puts him in the seven and Brady conversation. I mean, he's yeah. already in that conversation, but that's so hard. Seven, he's got to so play. Hard. Yeah, the question so is, hard. you know, in today's game with today's money, is he going to play 20 years? Right? I mean, he the quarterbacks also stay the healthiest this, this yeah, year. but they at, at some point, somebody, somebody's going to have to go bail pops out again. <laughs> I know, I hope everything's okay there. Yeah, that that's not a good situation. No man, that I former mean, professional that athlete. I mean, this this like mm, got to get some help there. Yeah, that's that's in the territory. Hire the guy a driver, <laughs> right? You got the Any money. time. It. I mean, the new story is he got his third DUI. Yeah, yeah. So just just you pay. Nobody was hurt. I don't think. Thankfully, but come on. Like, yeah, you pay somebody a hundred thousand dollars a year with a clean driving record. You buy them a Lincoln Navigator, and you say anywhere my dad wants to go, he hops in the back seat. You drive him. You got that. You got to. And you never I mean, and you never hear about it again. That's just not a good situation. Yeah, I've never understood DUIs and athletes. It's like you have the money for every other means possible. Like Ugh, yeah. So is it, is not good. It's not good. You gotta be well speaking of not good, let's talk about the NBA. Okay, let's go to <laughs> and Andy Reid. I we talked about this, but Andy Reid go yeah. for these Super Bowls. Yeah. That he's 66, or he'll be 66 this year. So he doesn't seem that old, but I guess, yeah, that makes that would just be, I mean, he'd really be in the conversation for Mount Rushmore. I actually already have him on my coaching Mount Rushmore, but I, it's very debatable. It's not like a super strong case, but you get that third one all of a sudden. Also, yeah, hey, Brock yeah. Purdy. I mean, this would be a crazy story. Last pick in last year's draft. He's only in his second year for him to win a Super Bowl in his second year as Mr. Irrelevant would also be just crazy talk. So. Should be fun. I'm this talking about this has got me a little more excited about the game. I do think we have two really good teams. Should yeah. be should be close. Yeah, it'll be a fun game. All right, let's look into the future. All right, I want to move to a little NBA. We've had an NFL-centric show, as it should be, Super Bowl week. But we got the NBA trade deadline, and it's a little quiet. (laughs) Very quiet. Very quiet. We've (laughs) had a couple big deals already. Pascal Siakam got traded. uh, OG Ananobi got traded. So we've already had bigger Probably the two biggest pieces. I mean, DFS is out there kind of still Brooklyn, still floating him around a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe one first round pick. 
Yeah, well, they're saying they want more than they're saying they want more than a than a late first. They either want an early first rounder because they're considering this draft to be kind of weak. So they want either an early first rounder or a late one with a player. Yeah, they're not. Like, that's a that's kind of a but given the market, a team like Dallas might say, you know what, we'll give you. <laughs> they they trade for Dorian Finney Smith back. Uh, Dallas. All right. So let's talk about a couple of these teams. Dallas has one first round pick they can trade. That's it. Yeah. So they can trade their 26 or 27. That's it. Cause you can only trade every other year. They've already given up everything else. It's been a disaster. The Kyrie trade. I'm, I'm willing to say it's a disaster. Five-year contract. They've only him and Luca have only played in 23 of the 45 games together. Yeah. This year. Yeah. They barely cracked. They just now cracked the 50% mark. It's that's it's not good. Not good. They're getting older. You know, Kyrie's getting older, at least. The Mavs are not great. They're solid because Luke is amazing. But what are they going to do? It's it, it's getting a little weird. But they only have one first round pick. I'm sure they would love to to get some reinforcements. Yeah, they'd have to they'd have to talk Brooklyn into something something dumb. But uh, you know, Milwaukee, some, yeah, Milwaukee might has be. like one first round pick. They they also have almost nothing. Yeah. Phoenix Suns have only second round picks. <laughs> They can trade. So Oklahoma it, City. Well, 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 that's the thing. In the <laughs> NBA right now, you've got these teams that have basically no picks left. You got Oklahoma City and Utah. They're like, oh, five. I mean, <laughs> sure. Hey, give them five first round picks. Just you know, they're like the super rich guy that's like, oh, 100 bucks. Like, all right. Like, yeah, here. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah. There's, I think there's a couple of first rounders laying in that cup in my office over there. Yeah. <laughs> the one next to the pens. Just, you know. I got that. Yeah, I got some ones. I'm like probably not even going to use those. I don't. I, we're just going to like. I don't know. We were just going to throw, throw darts and see who it landed on. You know. Yeah, we just spin a wheel with those. Those, those are the thinking fun. Thinking about ones. drafting Caitlin Moore just for the publicity. Like, we have nine other ones that we're taking seriously. So, so in the NBA right now, you just have this weird situation where teams that want to get better, a lot of them only they've already done it. Like we had a Bradley Beal trade. We had a Kevin Durant yeah. trade for Phoenix. They've already done that stuff. We had the Drew Holiday trade. We had the Dame Lillard trade. Teams have already made big trades already. So I'm not expecting, I think DeJounte Murray is probably the biggest name who's going to go. Lakers yeah. maybe in that sense. Hawks traded three first round picks for DeJounte Murray. Terrible idea. They're probably going to try and get two back. You know, one of those things. His value's going down. Maybe they get two back. Yeah, it's it's uh I and I'm wondering if this is kind of the sign to the league that you know trying to assemble trying to assemble these super teams without the player collusion aspect of it, you know, doesn't work. When you get the player collusion, you know, where it's the player kind of ring leading up two or three of his buddies, hey, you guys all Go to your team. Say you want to work a deal to get to Miami. I don't know why I'm using. Yeah, that. the Miami Heat. That's the classic example. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, you guys, you guys all work a deal to get down here. We're gonna take, you know, we'll take some bet minimum stuff, or you know, maybe just a max. You, you do a super max sign and trade kind of deal. You know, but they Miami didn't give up a lot to get those three guys. So they were still able to fill bench roles. They were able to fill. It was all free agency. Yeah. You know, and then, and now when teams like Phoenix are trying to assemble this, it's not working. 
You know, they're no. putting three big names together, and they're going. And I'm not ready to rule them out. I mean, they they still have a chance, but they've they've definitely unloaded everything that they had. Yeah, <laughs> they have they have nothing left. Yeah, <laughs> and then you got you know you got a team like Boston out there that they look really good. I mean, Boston just looks flat out good. And they could trade some stuff, but who's going to be a real upgrade? And yeah, maybe they, the most. Why would they trade? You know? Two most interesting teams, to in my opinion, are the Chicago Bulls. Because they have guys that could be of interest. Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan. But they're almost more like, no, we want to get better. <laughs> and and they should, they're should they in the ninth seed right now. They should just be like, hey, this isn't working. We should yeah. trade these guys. It's getting older. We gave it a shot. But I'm actually, that's what everyone says. That's popular opinion. I'm like, no. I want to see the Bulls go for it. I don't want to see them trade anybody. They should trade for DeJounte Murray. They should be adding pieces they should be going for the seven seed. Let's do it. Let's get the home field, home court in the plan. That'll be the Bulls, you know, <laughs> big rallying <laughs> We're still going to be in the play-in tournament. We're not going to actually have the home, We're going to have home court. For oh, we're going to have home court because <laughs> we just traded everything we had left for DeJounte Murray. Screw the haters. I think they should just keep this going. Don't trade anybody. Don't trade Crusoe. Don't get value for anybody. Just let these guys age out. It's they all probably retire. the biggest the biggest sellers of market. If they did decide to sell, they could probably you know because of the leverage that they would have. Because no one's available. Yeah, they they'd probably be able to get more. They'd be able to get more now than they ever would. I mean, DeRozan, they could probably get four ones for, and a serviceable NBA player. Ooh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't give. He's a free agent at the end of the year, so I. Oh, that's right. I, 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 give him that I much thought he just signed a deal. No, that's right. So. Yeah, so it's a little, but Caruso is, he's probably worth two first. Honestly, he's really good. Yeah. Not not two top 10 first or something, but. No, some some two lottery protected ones or something like that, you know. But that's not enough. Chicago's like, no, thanks. No, he's our no. most important player. No. <laughs> you know, so it's. Pinning the, we're pinning the future of Chicago athletics on them. Uh, and then while Milwaukee's already traded their guy, their picks. And Miami just made a big trade for Rozier already. A big trade, first round pick at least. Yeah, but the the only kind of contender team that has three first round picks is the Sixers, and Embiid is now has meniscus tear, undetermined amount of time he's going to be out, and this is just deflating. I mean, he's having the greatest offensive season for a yeah. center man, in, in guys, history. Big guys and knees, though, man. Like, I know, just lower bodies, right? Yeah. I mean, just big guys and these lower. I mean, he's, he's seven foot. He's listed at 280 pounds. That's a lot of torque coming yeah. down. But that's he's 280 pounds of muscle that's really being fired hard. You know, <laughs> I, I I legit think he's the best shooter in the NBA this year. N not from three point range, but just overall, his shot is so silky this year. It, it, it was it's been a joy to watch when he scored 70 in 37 minutes, <laughs> 70 points, 18 rebounds, five assists. He was also passing the ball. So this wasn't like ultra, you know, ball hogging situation yeah. here. It wasn't Lucas 73. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't I didn't get to see that game live. So it's it's always a little hard. But Embiid had 24 after the first quarter. I'm texting my buddy, like, hey man, Embiid looked Embiid like, could go off. Like his shot looks really good tonight. I mean, he was just pulls up from the mid-range. He's just whoosh, I mean, just nothing. Yeah, he definitely definitely has probably the sweetest mid-range jumper. And it's like Dirk Nowitzki. It's it's yeah. kind of like Dirk Nowitzki, Hakeem Olajuwon, 
had some yeah. crazy NBA baby and it was Joel Embiid. And that <laughs> it's been that's so fun to watch. Good comparison, man. Like thanks. I mean, that's it's like I'm watching these games. I'm like, and I watched a lot of dirt games. I love I love and I watched a lot of Hakeem games, actually. So yeah. this is probably why it's in my brain, but he's kind of the perfect combination of those guys. And he's good on defense too. It just sucks. So he's going to be out for undetermined amount of time. And the weird thing about this is that the best case scenario is that they could repair the meniscus for his best long-term health. Cause he's got to tear in the meniscus. They can either cut it out, cut that part that's torn off. And then he just has less cushioning in his knee, but he'll heal faster. It's like two months or they, it's possible to repair it. And, but then it's like six months. Yep. Yeah, but mean, it's I've better for the long term. So I'm kind of hoping, it. I'm weirdly hoping that it's season ending surgery because yeah. that's gonna be that's indicates it probably better for his long term. If but, I'm if I'm Philly, I'm probably forcing him to that direction. You know, I mean, what they say, what they said, what I've read at least is that some meniscus tears aren't repairable. No. And yeah. so they're like, we'll do repair surgery if we can, but it might not be an option. It might just be like frayed. And if yeah, if, frayed, it does, if it doesn't rip clean enough, I've actually gone through two meniscus cleanups. Ugh. If it doesn't rip clean enough, they, there's nothing to suture or staple back together. That Yeah, I guess that's what I was reading. Yeah, so then what they do is they drill holes in the top of your bone and screw it down into the bone, hoping that it just kind of scars over. Wow. And heals and turns into kind of a pseudo meniscus that at least provides some cushion impact. So maybe he'll be back in two months. Maybe it'll be the start of next season. I mean, we just don't I, yeah, I think they should shut him down, see how, you know, see what yeah. they get out of it. Keep their keep their ones. Keep their picks. Know. Yeah, I, I think keep so. Keep the too. picks. Get him back 100% next year. You've got, you've got a good, you know, good draft basis. You could – Add somebody, you know, sign a free agent in the offseason, add somebody else to the draft and and really gear up. But if they if they if he forces back too fast, he's gonna have three years left in the NBA. That's the problem. And I don't want that. I mean, he's he's third, he's gonna be 30. So yeah. he's 29. So he should be able to play until 36. So he should have a good six years left of really solid top tier. And he's yeah. such a good shooter that you feel like even the physicality goes down. He you know, it's just it's seven feet's going to catch up with you no matter what, right? Like, there's just no, but they're, they're a really interesting team, and the Embiid injury is just it's terrible. I mean, I'm I'm upset with everybody and everything. And uh, when is my mood going to get better? Well, it's either going to be two months or six months. I too am waiting. My my <laughs> mood is like depending here, like uh, my day to day is it be going to be all right? So hey, come come April third, you got the Phillies. So. There, there we go. All right, so my crystal ball is essentially what's going to happen. I, that's what I'm looking forward to is NBA trade the line. Let's see what happens. Should be good. Hopefully, NBA can come back, make a playoff run. Yeah. My and you want to go MLB? Pitchers and catchers, man. MLB, pitchers and catchers. This is the greatest time of the year, man. It's I love how they have them report right around. You know it's designed and written into the contract right around Valentine's Day so these guys can get out of the freaking house. They've been stuck in there all winter. Let's get down to Phoenix. Let's get down to Tampa. Let's get out in some sun, play some ball. Man, this it last comes quick. Two... It comes quick for the teams that were in the playoffs. I feel like if you yeah. play until the end of November, like oh, start of February is kind of early. Yeah, but for you know, for teams that were effectively bounced in August, you know, this is <laughs> yeah. 
you know, this is like, all right, you know, baseball is back. And there is something about that beginning of baseball season, you know, coinciding with spring that always has like this eternal hope, you know, and, and it's, I, I love, I love it for, for that aspect of it. Uh, I was just going to ask, what's your favorite thing about baseball getting started up? Spring training games, man. Spring training games at one o'clock in the afternoon, 1130 in the morning, a B squad, a split squad game on the other field. <laughs> yeah. You know, if you've got the right TV package, you can just sit there and watch random baseball all the time. You got a little bit of free time. You know, I used to make an annual pilgrimage out to Phoenix just to just to watch, you know, you can go watch six games in a day. Just hop all, is it like a big complex or it's you know, yeah i mean a lot of teams anywhere? yeah there's a lot of ones where you'll have an al team and an nl team share a complex oh that's cool and just down the road there'll be another complex that does the night games so you'll have you'll go watch two split squad games on one field flip over to the backfields maybe watch some of the minor league game go down the road watch another game <laughs> you know it's just it it's it's awesome. We should actually put together a pod trip for do it live from spring training next year. That would be sweet. And it kind of reminds me a little bit of NCAA tournament where you just got games going kind of back to yeah. back. Is it, but is it's that a little bit little slower pace, you know, it's more okay. yeah, less on the line. You know, yeah, you're just I understand there in the in the stands <laughs> eating a dollar fifty hot dog, you know. You're it's nice because you get real close to the field that, you know, the stadiums, the ballparks are usually set up like double a parks. So you're, you're on top of the game. You can hear the conversations between the pitcher and the catcher. Oh, uh, that that's cool. So NCAA Ladies, tournament, evening, there's a lot on the line. Yeah. Yeah. MLB Ladies, spring training got guys with no numbers out there. You know, it's <laughs> like, they just, that guy doesn't stuff. even have a glove. What, what's going on out here? Yeah, I mean, hell, the Padres let Will Ferrell pitch in, a, in an actual spring training game. So. Oh, yeah, he played all nine positions. Yeah. Uh, incredible, incredible showing by Will Ferrell. National hero, American American pastime himself. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, not they marry the Lakers? Term. That'd be my prediction. And Will Ferrell playing all nine positions again? No, I, I think that time is probably passed for him. Um, <laughs> okay. You know. It's been, you know, it's been a real, I think what we're going to see is a really hyperactive, hyperactive trade scenarios beginning to go down when spring training, people start reporting. It's been a real quiet off season outside of the Shohei deal. You know, the Shohei deal kind of set the bar so high, everything else has seemed really insignificant. Nobody's really rocked the boat, made any big moves. And I think there could be some, the Padres are going to continue unloading, um, yeah, that's they tried to get they tried to put together a super team for Seidler to get a championship before he passed. But they're gonna they're gonna unload that whole deal. So we could have, we could actually see Tatis or Machado hit the market. The crazy thing about baseball too is you got free agents, good free agents. Yeah. I mean, Bryce Harper signed like in February. <laughs> yeah, and nobody knew. That's just crazy. Like that some of these big free agents in NBA yeah. and NFL, there's not like really good free agents just sitting there and yeah. in baseball you still got like jordan montgomery hanging around uh well, I mean, really, Bellinger. You, you got some like big guys that yeah. just, and they're all work they're, they've all they're doing their off-season workouts they don't yeah. really you know they need six seven games to get their timing back right you know it's like <laughs> yeah you yeah. know montgomery probably needs four bullpens two starts 
he's good to go. Yeah. Should be fun. Baseball is perfect summer sport. You just have it on. It's like the day to day. Yeah. You take they, a nap, wake up an hour later, game's still going. <laughs> <laughs> That's a show, right? I think we did it. I think we did a show. We did it. We did it. Uh, all right. Let's leave it at that. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Have a fantastic week. Thank you for being you. And until we speak again, stay jinxed. Stay tuned next time when we break down the Pan Asian World Cup qualifiers. <laughs> That'll be a big hit. We're going to talk about the 1979 Wisconsin versus UCLA game in depth for an hour. <laughs> <laughs>